Hello everyone and welcome to this Eat, Talk, Sleep podcast where you're, lis- you're listening to us talk about stuff, not eating or sleeping this time. <laughs> um, you know, we'll do that bit off camera, but welcome to us, us both as we talk about issues that affect the church, whether they are political, social, even economic, theological issues. With me today, as always, is Josh and me and Josh are here to talk about uh, pornography. So, first of all, Josh, how are you doing? How are you doing this this evening as we are on Friday? I'm doing well, thank you, Michael. Yeah, just uh, glad that it's, it's the end of another busy work week. Um, being someone in a Monday to Friday nine to five job, it is is kind of nice to have a weekend in that sense. I know that's a luxury. You don't have, but I'm very grateful for uh, for for it being Friday evening myself. It's well, it's odd today. That doesn't look like a Friday for me because uh, I'll be I'll be working tomorrow with with this PhD. I'm nearly there, everyone. Nearly there. Only a few more weeks to go. I'll be hopefully finished with this PhD. Then who knows what happens? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the end of the end of this weird schedule that a PhD brings. But anyway, Josh, we're we're here to talk about a very important and delicate issue in a lot of ways, uh, pornography. And I think the first question we you know let's, we should dive into this is why do we need to talk about it? Now, why talk about this issue? Why not leave it under the carpet like it has been for the last decades? Why why do we need to talk about it as believers? Yeah, well, uh, you're quite right. It has been hidden under the carpet. No, no one really uh, talks about pornography. Uh, no one really wants to talk about pornography. It's very much societally acceptable, uh, and even the, you know, the, the the church can be very indifferent. At times, the government is completely indifferent. Uh, but the, the the fact of the matter is uh, that this is an issue that affects pretty much nearly everyone. You've got to be basically um a robot or i don't know some mindless automaton for this not to affect you uh there's those statistics from uh, the journal of sex research which uh estimate that 91 percent of all men and 60 percent of all women watch porn or have watched porn at some point or other in the past that is a, a very high figure that's basically pretty much everybody it's the majority of people and that figure will include christians i've seen versions of that statistic which uh suggest that that figure may even be higher amongst uh, christians or people who call themselves christians Uh, and and you'll note also that 60 percent of women you know this this includes women too Uh, another statistic i'll I'll hit you with which is from uh, the bbfc uh, that's the british board for classification um, they're the ones who do all the age ratings on uh, films and movies and stuff. Uh, they say that the average age to start is under 13. That's the, the the median average. Many people will start as young as seven or eight. Um, so these these statistics, I hope, are shocking to you uh, because they they show that it affects so many people. It's such a massive problem, which is why we need to talk about it because. If we're not talking about it, and it is a problem, well, then where does that leave us? So, I mean, our aim, I've got to say, before we start off, our aim is we're not going to solve this problem overnight. 
quite frankly, we can't. All we're intending to do in this with this discussion is to to get a conversation going and kind of to be you know, a bit, 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 bit more honest and real about confronting this issue, confront this issue head on. Uh, we're not going to be pulling any punches, uh, but at the same time, we're going to be speaking as, you know, as, as two people who who muddle through life. Uh, we're speaking as muddlers to other muddlers. You know, we're all, we're all sexual beings and we're all also sexual sinners. Uh, so Michael and I aren't going to sit here and, and take the moral high ground because, you know, we've been there. We've been through uh, some of these things we are we are both sexual sinners uh, so we we want to be try to be humble and and uh, you know just just bear that in mind as as we as we go through these things uh, and in a sense we're as much preaching to ourselves as to to anyone else although i hope i hope you don't come across as preachy um but I, you know i believe and michael believes that the Bible, you know, is, is a book that addresses these issues that was written many years ago. The Bible talks about sex and this isn't the kind of stereotype. The stereotype is that the Bible and Christians are quite prudish and don't ever talk about sex. But actually, the Bible talks about sex a lot. There's a whole book called The Song of Songs, uh, which is a, is a really positive vision of, of sex and intimacy between a husband and wife. Um, and many people see that as as a picture of Christ in the church, even. Uh, but there's also um, some some bad stuff in the Bible. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to mention too many names, but there are a lot of people in the Bible who did some, uh, you know, committed some shocking sexual sins. Uh, so the Bible is a book that that confronts these issues too. Uh, so we must too. We're trying to follow uh, follow the Bible's lead in that sense, um, and. I, you know, to answer your question, Michael, more, more fully, you know, why, why, why talk about pornography? Isn't it just easier to let sleeping dogs lie? No, this, this is uh, pornography is inherently uh, sinful. It's never ever a good thing, and we intend to kind of demonstrate why that is the case. But the problem with sin is that sin festers in darkness. Sin spreads in darkness. Sin weakens, destroys, dehumanizes in darkness and we need to we need to bring this to the light we need to talk about this in the open we need to bring it to scripture we need to bring it to before the church we need to bring it before god Uh, so that's kind of uh, why i think we ought to talk about it yeah and it's a good answer and you cover a lot of important issues there josh we we, we need to talk about this topic i mean it's incredible i think the church does seem to just put it under the carpet. It doesn't want to talk about it. We we often don't we 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 we, put, we we see sexual sin as the worst sin, and so we never talk about it as much. But we do need to talk about it because, as you said, sin festers. These sins fester in our heart, and they only, they only uh, impact our Christian walk. They impact our lives as believers in our workplaces, in our family lives, and in the church. And that is crucial, isn't it? It's crucial. We need to talk about it. We need to discuss it. We as Christians need to actually have these conversations. We need to think about it. We need to talk with our brothers and sisters about it. And we need to actually address it because we can't allow this to keep going. Yeah, but the the same applies for for all of sin. I think in the church today has grown very, very soft on sin. Um, So, yeah, we absolutely need to. Yeah, because I I think just just on that, that way quickly, I mean, we do have a very soft approach to sin. And one of the worst things you can say to someone, isn't there, really, is never mind, it's just a small sin. Never mind, you know, we've all been there to that sin, it's fine. The sin, the sin is against God. And it's, it's, we, we can't have that light approach because it's not right. 
Now we need to address it. We need to tackle it. And we need to try to pursue holiness. I think of J.C. Wilde's book, Holiness, and we as believers should always, shouldn't we, try to pursue that. Because I mean, why should you want to pursue holiness? Because, uh, well, because of Christ. Because yeah, of Christ. We'll come to that. We'll come to it's, that at the end. But it's yeah. such an important thing. It's, it's, um, not to make, it's not so that we can be holier than thou. It's so that we no, can be humble before an almighty God, you know, realising that we are sinners. But yet, yeah we have yeah. forgiveness in christ and yeah again not not to jump the gun uh, i think i think we should um talk about why pornography is such a problem um you know in, in society today uh you know we've we've been uh thinking and praying about this and we've come up with with a few reasons why this is by no means exhaustive but these are just a few few of the kind of the more salient points i suppose uh so that you know kind of the, the first thing I wanted to say about pornography is that it, it really cheapens sex, you know, sex, intimacy, romance, and love, um, you know, is, is something that should be sacred. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that is between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. You know, these aren't the problem with pornography is that it reduces it just to physical needs. Um, and I mean, Physical needs need fulfilling too, and you know, we shouldn't be unrealistic about that. You know, we're not going to um, you know, get into o- opening some of the can of worms. You know, masturbation, for instance, we're not going to kind of go there and op- open that that can of worms. But I, I just want to, you know, kind of uh, the point I want to underline here is that pornography uh, cheapens sex because it makes it all about uh, your physical needs and your climax and that kind of personal gratification. It's just it's all about it's all about it makes it all about you and sex isn't all about you uh, sex should be about serving each other it's about uh, the love and the romance between uh, you know husband and wife um, but pornography makes sex sad and lonely uh, yeah I, I just want to jump in here josh as well just very quickly and about it, it, it making it all about yourself and i think that is a crucial point to, to just bring out a bit more is there's a problem because it makes everything evolve around you and your own needs, rather than your partner's needs, rather than your, 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 your husband or your wife's needs. It's about you. And I think, you know, as believers, our lives aren't about us anymore. They're not about mm. us. It's about Christ. It's about living for him. It's about, you know, helping our spouse and our, our, our loved ones along the way. It takes, it, it, a Christian life should, should take our focus off ourselves onto 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 higher things. Mm. Things like pornography, they bring us back to living the old Adam in a sense, living mm-hmm. to our own self, living for the, for our own desires, and that can't be. It can't be good. It can't be good for our walk. It can't be good for our relationship with God. It can't be good for our relationship with, with our brothers and sisters in the church. You know, it's going to impact that because we've come so inward. I think I think that is an issue um you know we, we talked about at the start didn't we about you know we are two uh you know mudlers in all this mm. and you know when you do you know from such from, from, from experience here when you do make things about yourself it does impact how you treat other people and mm. i think that that is is sad and i i, I you know I've, i have experienced that so certainly it's, it's problematic yeah. there no absolutely and you know i think very often with as with all sin you know it's it's trying to replace god you know it's trying to replace your relationship with god you know we're all kind of we are all 
you know, seeking for fulfillment in life and for happiness and contentment in life. You know, and we, we do that through many different things, but, you know, a lot of them can be sinful, you know, can be, you know, idolatrous or, or whatever, but all of it is, is a, you know, is sin against God. All of it is trying to replace God, trying to put something above God, you know, put God, something above God in your heart, you know, breaking that, that first commandment. Um, so, yeah, and I think I think another problem with pornography is that it uh, not only cheapens sex itself, but it cheapens and objectifies people. Uh, I mean, there's there's a website uh, called Fight the New Drug, uh, which um, has a lot of it's a secular organisation, but they have a lot of uh, quite shocking statistics and stories of, of people um, involved in the, uh, the, the the porn industry. Uh, you know, I think. A lot of people try to pretend that we try to be disingenuous and deceive ourselves and pretend that porn isn't really all that bad. It's not really a big deal. And the people who make these videos or do these pictures, they, they enjoy it. You know, and you often find interviews on YouTube or social media where people are like, oh, I'm a porn star and I love it. But Fight the New Drug is, is actually quite good because it's kind of uh, showing the other side of the story uh, and kind of showing the... Uh, the real struggles and hardships that ex-porn stars have, have faced. Um, and it's not just ex-porn stars, it's, there's people who've been trafficked and there's, there's all kinds of people, but there's so much pain and suffering and uh, yeah, they need a lot of, a lot of therapy to get through this, but this is what, you know, it dehumanizes people and it, uh, it reduces them to just their bodies. Uh, you know, and these, these porn videos, these porn clips, they're, they're not real. They're, you know, done by actors, they're they're unrealistic. Uh, a lot of it is is so often fake, and and this this kind of yeah, this fakeness and this hypersexualization, you know, I think causes many many problems today, and I think it is a big cause of a lot of uh, body hating, uh, low self esteem, and body harming, and eating disorders because. You know, you see these these pictures and these videos, and you think, "Well, I can never look like that." And you know, because these these videos reduce humans to just their naked human form, um, reduce them just to their genitalia, and that that's that's it. Um, and that, you know, that uh, the, the the harm that 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 must be causing, especially to children. And, you know, think of you know young children. You know, that statistic saying most people start under thirteen. Now, this is how children get sex education in our day and age. They get sex education. They learn about sex through porn. And that, you know, think how harmful that, that must be for, for so many people. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they grew up with this very twisted view of what, of what sex is, a twisted view of how they should treat people, a twisted view on, on, on themselves as well. Um, you know, and they don't really think about, well, people don't generally don't think about it anymore today, but how God views them and how sees them, but they, they, they see them through these lens of these, these this industry, don't they? And it, mm. it does damage. We see, don't we, numbers of statistics rising in about how people do feel uh, they hate their body, the low self-esteem, loneliness, and all these kind of things mm. are like growing, uh, epidemically growing. And I think it's one of the biggest issues of our society, you know, in terms of uh, mental health and these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, pornography does not help this at all uh, starting does not help and I want to just go back to that children get their sex ed through porn kind of issue as well 
that when they do come into a relationship, and they do, you know, and for Christians, so we, we, we hope and pray that that's in marriage, their expectations of their partner are unrealistic, they're mm. selfish. They're, they, they can't about themselves. They can't about, um, you know, they can't fulfill their what they're seeing on, online. And so it actually harms your relationship with your spouse. Mm. I think that is really sad and damaging because y- y- demand of them, something that is unrealistic, that is not doable. And mm. uh, that can only lead to breakdown in relationships and breakdown mm. in, 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 in families. And, you know, perhaps, perhaps I, again, I can't quote this number at all, but maybe it's one reason why divorce rates are on the rise as well, because oh, of things me. like yeah. this. Because mm-hmm. people's own demands aren't met. Their partner doesn't fulfil their satisfaction. And they don't yeah. fulfil their satisfaction when they find someone new. And I think that is tragic. Um, really? yeah. And I think something else to probably even even more tragic in, in some senses, you know, thinking about the dark side of pornography, Think about the violence. Uh, I, I, there's another statistic from uh, from that website, Fighting the New Drug. They say that um, up to nine out of ten porn videos depict sexual violence or aggression. Nine out of ten. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. There are statistics which show that figure a little lower, but you know, either way, it's a huge number of, of porn videos that that depict things that you know shouldn't even. Yeah, shouldn't even happen in a husband-wife relationship. You know, this, this stuff is so far removed from God's plan for for marriage, God's plan and reason for sex. Um, and I mean, there's there's another website called a Trafficking Hub who are they're trying to try to shut Pornhub down uh, because of mostly because of uh, you know the 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 way in which they implicitly uh, support the trafficking sex trafficking industry. Um, but the most popular video, they're often highlight this this, web, this trafficking hub website. They're often highlighting the most popular keywords and tags for videos, and they are videos that depict or claim to depict incest. The videos that claim to depict rape, uh, child sex abuse. You know, the most popular keywords are often you know teenage schoolgirl. You know, the, these kind of things. You know, so these. You know, the, I mean, these very often aren't uh, aren't professional porn stars performing. Uh, I mean, that's that's still still not still not good. But you know, these are a whole other level of of evil. Uh, you know, this is this is so vile. And you know, I mean, we could talk. We could spend a whole podcast talking about kind of the the, the sex trafficking industry and the the number of people who are who are sex slaves in this world. It's in the ten that that figure is in the tens of millions. Um, and then, you know, and then we wonder why there are so many problems with rapists um, and why women feel unsafe walking home at night. Uh, and then we, you know, are, I mean, I was reading an article about Wayne Cousins, um, who, if if you don't know the name, he was he was the guy who, um, and this is going to be triggering, uh, he um, raped Sarah Everard uh, and then killed her. But he he didn't just do you know wake up one day and do that. This this process began uh, at least ten years before and, and ten years before or, or a number of years before uh, he he was actually found with um, you know a lot of indecent images on his computer. Not just indecent, they were you know pretty vile images on his computer. Uh, was he stopped then there and then? No, he wasn't. 
Um, yeah, they kind of, I think they gave him a disciplinary and that was it, you know, wrap over the knuckles and get on with the job. Um, and yeah, and then he goes and does what he did to, to Sarah Everard. Um, and the reality is pornography is, is such a slippery slope, um, you know, because no one starts there. No one starts with, with raping and killing someone. No one starts, you know, this kind of grotesque uh, evil, you know, this, this level of evil. Um, you know, and there's, oh, I mean, it's, there's been far too many people like Wayne Cousins uh, who we've we've let, um, you know, <laughs> get away scot-free with this kind of stuff. I, I, there's another statistic about 95% of rape cases that are brought to the police aren't properly investigated. You know, this is such a, you're talking about it being an epidemic problem, Michael. Um, COVID has given us a new dictionary. I think it's, it's quite possibly a pandemic um, but I really do think that, that pornography is is a is a slippery slope, you know, because no one starts at this point. You start with you know just the, the softer stuff, you know. You start with you know just a little image or two, but then over time, you know you, that that doesn't that doesn't you know that doesn't turn you on in the same way that it did. It doesn't get you going in the same way that it did. It you know it takes more and more each time and you know more each time you 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 don't feel as fulfilled as before and you end up being desensitized to to what you're actually consuming you know and this this is changing the shape of your brain this is changing who you are as a person and we always you know with the thing with porn and this is how an addiction starts because you just get in this spiral of wanting more and more and more but you're never satisfied and so it gets more and more extreme and it's like, it, yeah it's like a drug in, in a lot of ways mm. isn't it? it it's addiction yeah you start off something and then you want more and more and more and then it again it, it ruins it ruins your life it ruins your relationships it ruins how you see it ruins how you see people mm. it ruins your 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 life with your, your with, with relationships it ruins how you see you know your friends and family it, it really does uh damage you and it 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 tears you apart I think that's a way of putting it. Um, so, yeah, it, it certainly, um, you know, I, th- I think when people always go, but not me, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. But it's not true. Yeah. And I'm, not I'm, true. I'm, I mean, I'm literally sitting here and, and sometimes, you know, thinking a lot of this stuff isn't me. You know, I've, I've never done this kind of stuff. But, like, the reality is it could be me, you know, and we need to have, real humility in that you know this this could be me josh you know this this could be you josh doing this you know the mm-hmm. same root of sin lives in me as you know lived in or lives in wayne cousins and caused him to 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 do something like that yeah exactly and same same thing to me as well then in in, in, in that regards you know um you know we we, we this the, we, we are speaking to ourselves with this podcast as well we're not just speaking to the listener we're speaking to ourselves here and to each other i think this is important to to know and what what was it also one, one, one more reason why it's a problem josh as well and perhaps it's one, one reason why we should probably start, start off with it goes against god's law it goes against mm. god it goes against who god is yeah you know uh god has instituted us to us marriage to have to have sexual relations with a wife or, or, or husband. God has instituted this as, as an intimate, special time, uh, not for us to t- 
take it and to do what man wants to do with it. That that sin mm. unwises it. It goes against God's law. And for for any Christian, this thing here this evening, or here where we where we're listening to this podcast, um, you know, that it, that should spark something us as well, because every sin we do goes on the cross of Christ, and that should make us think as well, because Christ died for our sins. And, yeah. you know, we, we've got to think about that. Christ died that we might be forgiven. But that, that, that's not an excuse for us to keep on sinning, to keep on doing these things. Now, that, that could, can apply to all kinds of sins. Mm-hmm. But, but pornography is a, it's a secret sin, isn't it? It's one that you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't tell anyone about. But it's still a sin that goes on the cross, and God knows about it. And that should be... That should make us think about it much more than perhaps we have done or perhaps you know have done in the past so, 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 so just hang on to me out there josh <laughs> yeah, as no, well that yeah that is is such such an important part you know, such yeah. an important point of what we're trying to say here you know it, it goes it goes completely against god's design god's mm. picture you know th- this you know sex is meant to be a a sacred picture of the relationship between christ and the church you know, and we, you know, this, you know, our cheapening of sex in this way, you know, makes a mockery of, of Christ. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, you know, there's some very strong language in, in the book of Hosea, but, um, you know, Hosea has an unfaithful wife and, you know, God uses that as a picture of the church. Uh, and, and you, you, you know, we think we are the church and we think how unfaithful we are, you know. Not not just in in sexual sins now, but you know, just in sins in general. You know, it should make us weep. You know, we should. Uh, well, I, I mean, I think the reality is none of us are as close to Christ as we should be. You know, because the closer you come to Christ, like the closer you come to a lamppost, the more you, uh, well, if you look down, the more you see that you are covered in mud from head to toe, and you're you're filthy beyond description, um, and your only clothes are, are but filthy rags. But then, of course, in Christ, you know, through the cross, we can be forgiven. And this isn't a license to then go back to that life of sin. This is meant to be a, a you know, a, a true repentance, a, you know, a turning from this sin unto Christ and living a, a new life and not, not going back. Uh, and, you know, that's not to say that we become sinless because we don't we continue to to struggle with these things but we must always as as john owen puts it in his excellent book the mortification of sin we should always be killing sin or sin will be killing us or sin will be killing you and so, i think which is a, it's a fantastic quote isn't it i think it really kind of brings out the thing doesn't it you know you'd be killing sin or sin will be killing you i think mm. that's a really important thing so how then josh do we fight against these things how can we fight against these things and how can we help maybe brothers or sisters as well going through these issues if they have opened up to us about it yeah well michael um i you know of, of myself i really don't know where to start you know there's you know of ourselves we can do nothing you know of myself i can do no- i mean i can invite advise people so the cows come home that you know they can get this software and install that or they can you know talk to this person or, or something the reality is we we can do nothing against sin without the help of god's spirit 
You know, so we, we need God's spirit to help to, to mortify these sins, to kill these sins, to put these sins to death. And this is such a painful process, you know, rooting that sin out, uh, you know, dealing with our, our shame and our guilt, not ignoring it, not numbing down our conscience. Um, but to, to do all of this, you know, we need help. We need such help. We need to be on our knees, you know, asking the Lord for help. And, you know, if, you know, whether our struggle is with porn or, or anything else, you know, whether it's a friend who's, who's, who has a, you know, these kind of struggles, we, we, our first re- response must be to, to come to God in prayer and just to say, Lord, I can't do anything, you know, help me. And you, know, you think about, I mean, you know, we, we've all been there with, you know, whether it's, it's a porn addiction or, or whatever sin it is, we've all had these, these, these sinful addictions and not necessarily sexual now. You know, you try, you try, try and again, but you just keep falling in these same sins again and again, and you're just stuck in a rut. And you know that that continues until, well, I, I, you know, why does why doesn't God immediately take you out and you know not give you it, you know, allow you to have any temptations ever again? You know, temp- these temptations come for a reason, and, and that reason is that God uses these temptations to force us to come on our knees before Him to ask for His help so that we deepen our fellowship and communion with God. And as we deepen and fellowship our communion with God, as we drink of Christ, as we take on the means of grace, as we read the scriptures, you know, we will find that, you know, these temptations no longer have the same, the same hold over us. You know, that really is, I mean, it is, it is so simple and yet like, you know, it's so hard to, to do, but the reality is we just have to, we have to push ourselves to completely rely on, you know, just to completely throw ourselves on, on the mercy of God and to ask for his forgiveness and ask for his help in dealing with these sins. I think, you know, as we said there, Josh, as well, it is a battle, you know, and as we as we believers are in a spiritual warfare, and this is important, you know, we are going through a battle, uh, and it's not easy. And it's not easy sometimes, and it won't be easy, and we're not, we're not, we're not here, go hit here, here, sit here and go, Step one, two, three, and it's like it's all it's all done. <laughs> all it, done. It, it's it's a brutal totally. warfare. <laughs> exactly. It's a brutal warfare. Um and there will be struggles. There will there will be times where you know where it's it will be so overwhelming. But I, I think as you said, Josh, as well, you know, this is where you know, we rely on Christ. We 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 you know the Psalms give us a great language, don't they, of of sheltering under his wing, of of finding refuge in him i think that's so important is 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 going to the lord finding helping him ephesians tells us to put on the armor of god doesn't it which which tells us to being in his words to be with the fellowship to be with our believers to be in in the word um to look to christ all these kind of things uh, are such important in that absolutely um but same time it's very easy for us on a, on, a, on a podcast to sit here and go, uh, yeah, just to turn to Jesus and pray and read the Bible and it'll be fine. Thumbs up. Um, well, obviously that, you know, it's an important thing to do, but obviously that's not an easy thing to do sort of with. And this way you have to be honest with yourself and you, you have to first admit that you're struggling. You have to admit that it is a sin. You have to admit that it is a problem. I think that's important because you, yeah. you might be here going, yeah, it's important, but I'll deal with it later or I'll deal with it another time. Or you know, it's not it's not really being an issue. You know, or I, I can handle it in my own strength. The first thing is you realise you can't handle it in your own strength, and you handle it by yourself. Um, 
it's a sin. It is, as Josh said at the start, it is killing you. Yeah. Uh, in this regards. And and I think just, you know, set your, you, you just stating that it is a sin. You know, this, this is, you know, a shameful sin. You know, when when you think about, I mean, you know, just talking about the the violence and the the selfishness of of pornography. You know, this is something that, you know, if you struggle with pornography, you know, you should be very very ashamed of. You know, this this, I think, shame is and guilt is a necessary part in this in this process. And and when people dumb it down and say, oh well, we've all been there, we all struggle with that. Um, that really is the worst thing I think you can possibly say to someone struggling with a porn addiction. You know, we have to, I mean, you know, of course we don't, we don't judge people because we are all sinners. That, that is very true, but we also need to, you know, acknowledge the severity of these sins. Um, and we also, I mean, we need to get to the point at which we, we can hold each other accountable, you know, as, as friends, as brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, as, um, yeah, as 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 a church, fa- you know, with your church family, you know, these are the kind of things that, you know, you you should be able to to talk to your pastor about, or to you know, a close friend, you know, a, a confidant, someone who can you can trust. You know, not going to go around blurting it out that you know, Josh is struggling with porn addiction. You know, you, you need you need someone to, you can trust. You need someone who you can you can talk to and someone who who's not just going to be like, yeah, yeah, you, you talk to me about it, but they're going to check in on you each week, you know, like, and someone, and, you, who's, and someone who's honest with you as well. I think to say it's, well, for them, you don't want someone to be like, it's all fine. It's all good. You, you know, keep on, you know, you want someone who, who, who he will be you and who will encourage you. Someone who's going to be honest yeah. with you. I think that's important because I think mm. we, we often go to people who make us feel good about ourselves absolutely yeah but they are the worst crap people to go to in this, in this they are. and so, i mean you know especially yeah. for men i think this is a huge yeah. problem because you know i i mean I'm speaking personally as well we find it very difficult to to get down to the nitty-gritty to get to the serious level in our friendships you know it's very easy i find to have mates you know to, we can talk about the football we can talk about politics you know we can have, go on rants about this that and the other but all the time we're ignoring the elephants in the room, you know, the, the sins and the, uh, you know, there's so much that, that we don't talk about. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, we need to like, as, as men, you know, I mean, obviously this applies to women as well, but like, you know, thinking of David and Jonathan, the kind of fellowship and closeness and friendship that they had, you know, where they were able to confess the the deeper secrets of their hearts, you know, in a, in a kind of, in a real, I mean, you know, a man to a man, can talk about stuff that you know even a husband and wife can't talk about you know because that wife doesn't know what it is to be a man and that husband doesn't know what it is to be a woman you know so there's there's a real power in you know kind of a man on man friendship or a woman to woman friendship um you know these you know these kind of friendships are are so essential to to be able to hold each other accountable but i think Go on, Michael. I'm just saying as well. I, I'm thinking about it as well. You know, you, you want someone who, yeah, it isn't part. I think a big problem of the church today is that a lot of the world cultures in the church. So you know, you've got a lot like a lattice culture in the church as well, uh, which almost promotes sexual things. It absolutely does. Yeah, I, I've seen that in men's groups yeah, before. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think one of the most things that I can't understand is Christians that are watching um, was it Game of Thrones. And I, I, I've known yeah. men, men's groups watch it, and you're there going, no, this 
cannot be a thing. Like, if that's the case as well, if you're in that situation, I would have say, obviously say, I think you should get out of that situation and find find believers who you can actually, you know, be honest with, who aren't in that culture, who are going to lead you down that, a, a bad way, rather be in a, in a, in a, in a culture that, that are men who are trying to pursue happiness. Mm. Now, you know, they're, they're all failed. They're, all, they're still messed up as, as, as much, as, as, much as, as you are, but at least they're trying to pursue holiness. And that is, that's crucial in, in this as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think another thing, I'll just make sure, mention this as well. How can we help get these sins? It's also not seeing sexual sin as the worst sin possible and, and having, having a ranked order of sin because that doesn't help either. Uh, sin is sin and it's all dangerous it's all bad um i think that's important because what may, what's maybe stopping you maybe from speaking about it is that you're you're seeing it as the unspeakable sin uh that's what's dangerous as well it is as Josh said earlier it is shameful it certainly is but also so it's not is <laughs> exactly and it's so is lying and so is um all these kind of things okay? jesus died for porn addicts yeah exactly I think that's important to bring out here because, you know, I don't want as well, you know, uh, if you are struggling with this kind of thing, this thing here on this podcast, you know, we want you to, we want you to feel, you know, shame by this thing, but also don't want you to think that you're beyond redemption. redemption. And also the fact is that, you know, maybe you're struggling with that. Other people are struggling with different things. Um, They're all sins in, in God's eyes. Uh, they're not yeah. they, don't, they, don't, they don't have a rank order of, <laughs> of sin they're all bad um as well and i think the last thing what i think we should talk about really how can we fight against these these, these sins i think also you know it has to come from our, our churches it has to come from the pastors mm-hmm. and the elders and the deacons and the congregation you know i i often think pastors tend to try to avoid the subject sometimes um especially who can blame them it's it's not easy <laughs> well it certainly isn't easy um uh, but i think you know job job passage isn't easy is it and i think yeah got to do with all, all topics you know and we can list like 10 topics yeah. on top of our head which are difficult to talk about mm-hmm. but this is one of them uh, but pastors need to talk, need to talk about this in, in sermons. Yeah. Need, need to talk about this in one-on-one conversations with, with, with guys. Yeah. Um. As a pastor, pastors will also be struggling, perhaps as well. You know, pastors are not beyond beyond. That's Cindy. true. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, pastors need to help pastors out, and the church needs to help pastors out. We need to be looking out for each other. Yeah, and we can't. We really can't afford to be sending people out into this battlefield of spiritual warfare unprepared. You know, what kind of under shepherd what kind of teacher what kind of parent what kind of friend are you if you don't warn others of of these dangers you know if you see the dangers and make no comment and let them fall headlong into sin you know sometimes i mean you know in friendships you know rebuking a friend or challenging a friend you know that can often mean the end of a friendship but how much better is it to to tell the truth there's there's a proverb which speaks about you know um, oh, I can't remember it exactly now, but it's something along the lines of, you know, blessed is the wound from a, a friend, um, mm. because, yeah, I mean, it's ultimately for 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 your own good. Uh, you know, we kind of need to get to that sort of level in our in our fellowship and in our relationships 
uh, with people. Yeah. Nice. This is this is an issue that needs to be confronted, not just by individuals struggling along in silence, but by the whole church collectively. Yeah, 100%. So we, we hope this has been inter- interesting and helpful uh, for you. Uh, we love you. Uh, we hope that um, this has been beneficial. Uh, what we say, we say in love and we say uh, to ourselves as well. Um, so we hope that that, that that is okay. We hope that you will enjoy this podcast. Please do let us know what topics you want to hear us cover. But until next time, thank you very much for listening and God bless.